Alright, what is going on ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Not Giving a Puck with your host, Nick Scortino. So, today, um, there is some stuff to talk about in the NHL. Uh, we have some deals um, that have happened, some signings, uh, the whole shebang, you know, and there are, I do need to fix my list of movies that I stated last week, and so gotta fix that because <laughs> watch a new movie and you know open my eyes a little bit to uh some different things so we're gonna update that uh we're gonna talk about the last 15 uh best captains in the nhl and to close out the show we're gonna um talk about some fantasy hockey uh and there's a mock draft so i think we may try to do something uh with it every week but We'll, uh, we'll get to that when, uh, we'll cross that bridge when it needs to be crossed. So we're going to take a short little break and then we will be right back. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some, some of us folks are still using Hotmail. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100 hundred dollars check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website absolute-eyewear.com tell them chop sports search set you and welcome back ladies and gentlemen so to dive straight into the news of these deals that have been signed figured why don't we start with one of the more significant deals that was signed which is jonathan huberdo Signs an eight-year, $84 million extension with the Calgary, Calgary Flames. He had 30 goals, 85 assists, 115 points last season in the uh, regular season. And he's just been on an absolute uh, – he's been on a completely different level um, last year and the last few years before that as well. Um, in his 10, 10-year career with the Florida Panthers, uh, he had 198 goals, 415 assists, and 613 points in 671 careers. So, player in this deal when they traded uh, Matthew Kachuk to the Florida Panthers. They still have, um, you know, Mackenzie Weger. Uh, they might be trying to get an extension done with him. And if they can, that'll be a very good uh, deal to get him re-signed um, as soon as possible because if they can get that done, it's going to – the Calgary's going to be looking pretty good. Um, even though they did lose Goudreau and Kachuk, but getting a guy like you uh, back and drawing a blank on the, uh, on the prospect that was included in that deal. But 
Uh, even still, um, I think it's a great it's great to see Huberto signing that eight year deal with them, uh, keeping him there long term. And I still think Calgary won this this trade. Uh, you guys might think differently, but <laughs> I I still think Calgary is a clear winner of this. Uh, helps out with that and the potential of getting uh, Weir to sign uh, an extension as well. So I think it's uh, looking pretty good for, good for Calgary so far. Um, Kyler Yamamoto signed, uh, agreed to a two-year, $6.2 million deal with the Oilers. He played in 81 games last season for the Oilers, scoring 20 goals, 21 assists, and 41 points. So another uh, good another good deal for Edmonton to keep one of their uh, you know one of their own players. Um, you know you can only hope for Yamamoto that uh, he takes a big step in his uh, with his game next season and can produce at a um, a little bit of a higher level. I mean, 41 points is still pretty good, but you want him to be able to help uh, your second or your third or fourth line a lot because he's uh, – or he may he, – hell, he may be even playing on the second, uh, second or third line, so you never know. Um, but no, good for good for Edmonton to uh, hold on to him. Uh, pretty cheap deal, so not too bad at all. The San Jose Sharks signed uh, Mario Ferraro to a four-year, thirteen million dollar deal. Last season, Ferraro played 60, sixty-three games, two goals, twelve assists, and fourteen points. Not great stats, but he is also a defenseman, and uh, he's twenty-three. So it's good for the Sharks to hold on to some of the younger guys, um, especially after trading uh, Brent Burns to Carolina. You know, get a just you're gonna have to start developing some of these younger defensemen to try. I mean, Brent Burns wasn't what he used to be these last few seasons for San Jose, but he was still a very solid uh, defenseman. So if you can have your younger defensemen kind of build themselves into being. Uh, some pretty good players, and to hold on to a you know a young guy like that for a four year, thirteen million dollar deal, that's still a pretty cheap deal as well. And it's uh you know you're gonna have to as in with San Jose right now, they're gonna have to rely on a lot of young talent to uh, protect their blue line. So with that, I think that's a good deal. Um, not really too much too much else to say about that one. Miles um, Wood agreed to a one-year, three-point-two million-dollar deal. This is obviously a prove-it deal with the Devils, but I, I think three-point-two million dollars is too much for him. Um, he had hip surgery last season and played three games uh, before getting hurt and shut down for the rest of the season. I don't, th- I don't think he's he's worth three-point-two million dollars, and that was what they were setting for the arbitration he was going to. Um, yeah, I don't really agree with that one at all. Uh, he's a good player, but you don't really know how he's going to perform uh, next season. Uh, I mean, he's a good physical winger, can get down the ice fast, but you, the Devils didn't really see too much of him this year. and Probably smart, but I don't know. It's going to be one of those. It's going to be an interesting fucking situation uh, with that. Because I, I, I have absolutely no outlook on how he might actually perform next season. Um, and that's me being the, <laughs> that's me being the, the devil's fan, but I, I genuinely do not know how he's going to perform next season. Uh, he could still have all his speed, but, uh, it hit, having hip surgery like that is not an easy thing. And 
it'll be interesting to see what um what happens with them. So continuing down this list of deals, we have Patrice Bergeron is back with the Boston Bruins. They got their center and captain back on a uh, one-year, $2.5 million deal with another $2.5 million in incentives. Um, last year, Bergeron played 73 games, had 25 goals, 40 assists, and 65 points, and he won the uh, Selkie Award for being the best defensive forward last year. So, like I said, Bruins got their captain back. Um, very team-friendly deal, and I think it'll – I think think it'll work out a little bit more for Boston. Um, you know, we'll see how many other moves they uh, they make because they still need to uh, fill a few other holes. And now talking about another player the Bruins have signed in David Krejci, signed a one-year deal with the Bruins. Uh, he returns from the Czech, Czech League where he played 51 games, had 20 goals, 26 assists, 46 points. Good veteran signing. Uh, he knows the organization, so I understand – Getting that deal done, um, bringing in a guy that already knows this, uh, some of the systems and how the how the organization likes uh, is run, things like that. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good deal uh, getting any sort of veteran help like that back. And um, you know, Boston, they're always it's always a weird situation with them because even though they uh, they still have they still have to deal with the uh, David Pasternak situation, which has been very quiet. So I, I have a feeling he's leaning more towards signing with an extension with Boston, but uh, it's been very quiet on that front. So not really too sure what's going to happen with that. Um, now going into the college team, the Arizona Coyotes, <laughs> which. I'm not sure if any of you have seen the picture of uh, the pictures of the new arena that Coyotes are going to be playing in um, with Arizona State uh, with ASU. It's just it's laughable, man. It's a a five thousand person arena, and it's pretty much just going to be full of college kids. It's, so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting time watching. I'd love to. I'd love to go to that stadium just once to to see how it, how it is, but that would also require me to fly to Arizona, and I cannot do that. Um, but Arizona signs Lawson Kraus to a five year extension uh, with an AAV of four point three million. Um, not a bad contract at all. Uh, four point three is not terrible. Um, they hold on to a. I mean, I guess. To Arizona, um, he's a big, he's a big power forward, and he played sixty five games last year, uh, last season, twenty goals, fourteen assists, and 30, 34 points. So, very good, uh, pretty decent numbers for a power forward like that. And they're that's a hard uh, type of player to come by now. There are not a lot of power forwards left. That's why I think um, the Matthew Kachuk sweepstakes were very. Uh, they're they're just a they're a hard type of player to come by and to hold on to that definitely helps out your team to have that physical presence there to um you know help out uh, crashing the boards holding up uh, holding the puck in the offensive the offensive zone um, being able to play some pretty good defense too 
And having that big body that you can stick in front of the net on power plays to uh, screen the goalie is also something very, very big to uh, have. Which, uh, for example, I'll bring up the Devils again, but the, the Devils went out and they uh, re-signed, or not re-signed, but they picked up Nathan Bastion, who was on the team but was taken by Seattle in the expansion draft, and they get him back. And he pretty much played a big role in their power play uh, throughout the rest of the season because they were just sticking him in front of the net. And he was, if you have that big body to stick in front of the goalie, to screen the goalie, it helps your power play out so much more because you have the ability to work a little bit more um, trying to set things up. Because the goalie can't see, can, you know, make a pretty good pass across to uh, catch the goalie off guard. And it uh, it definitely helps out. So he's probably going to be very useful on that for Arizona's power play, especially with them getting um, Logan Cooley. So we'll see how, um, see how all of that plays out especially with them playing in a college arena. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's really funny to think about. It really is. Um, now, going on to, uh, we have a few more deals. Um, we only have two more. Um, Pavel Zaka signed a one-year $3.5 million deal with, with the Bruins. Uh, so, obviously, Zaka was traded from the Devils to the Bruins for Eric Halua. Was not great as a devil. Um, it kind of showed with his play. There was a lot of games where he'd be present and doing his part, and then there were a lot of games where he was literally invisible and would not do much at all. So, to uh, I mean, it was it was really just a change of scenery for him. Uh, I think he needed that most. Um, and the Devils get a, a veteran center in return, but he he played 70 games last season, 15 goals, 21 assists, 36 points. Um, he's 25, but he just re he really hasn't taken that uh, big step in his career so far. So not much uh, else to say about that. Um, it just, you know, there's really not a lot to, <laughs> to speak to. There's really not a lot to go off of for his game. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes, unfortunately, ready, uh, to a torn Achilles. Uh, he's going to be out for six months. So that's a very, very tough loss for Carolina um, because he's a very he's a good player that can add a lot of offense to a team. And they already have a stacked team of Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Sveshnikov, uh, Tara Vinen, and Martin Nietzsche, which... Martin Nietzsche also just signed a two-year deal with Carolina. Two-year, $6 million deal with a $3 million AAV. Nietzsche's played 78 games, 14 goals, 26 assists, and 40 points last year. He's 23, and he's a fantastic centerman for Carolina. But going back to Pacioretty, that's just a, it's an unfortunate injury, a tough loss. Um, I mean, hopefully he'll be back, you know, partway through the season, but... It's gonna be it's a you know long uh, recovery road for him because the torn Achilles is a very tough. Uh, the final piece of of news that we have is that Jacob Truba has been named the Rangers' twenty eighth captain in franchise history. The last captain was Ryan McDonough. Uh, Trouba has played in 189 games with the Rangers, and he's had 20, 20 goals, 58 assists, and 78 points with the Rangers. So, very good. Um, 
you know, Rangers fans, I'd like to get your opinions on this because there are, were obviously some other people that were probably had their name in the uh, ring for being named captain. Um, guys like Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, but I'd love to to uh, hear what you guys think about this. I think it's pretty good. Um, you know, Troopers are very good defensive defensemen and um, physical players, so I think it's a very good uh, thing. A captain. So to name him, I think it's pretty good, but I am just curious as to whether it should have been a guy like Kreider or Sabanajad. But, you know, I don't run the organization, so it's the... <laughs> but if you guys can let me know um, what you think, I'd great, it'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, now, one thing that I need to talk about is the fact that I have to update my movie rankings that I did last week. So, my one of my lovely bosses... Chris told me to watch this movie called Youngblood. I had never heard of it. It's about a uh, kid named Dean Youngblood, Youngblood who uh, is a fantastic junior player and goes to play with the uh, Mustangs. A few few years uh, to get a pro contract left before he's done with hockey. Um, and it's a young Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze in this movie. And to be honest, it is actually a very good movie. I was very surprised. Um, but, yeah, so watched it. I think it's a great movie. And as of now, it bumps Goon out of my list. So now it would be, if I remember correctly, it was Miracle, The Mighty Ducks, Um. I'm switching slap shots, so it would be Miracle, Mighty Ducks 1, Slapshot, Youngblood, and uh, then Goon. So, <clears throat> also, yes, I really, I do just group those together uh, as two, as the second uh in my list. Yell at me all you want, but that's just how I do that. But yes, if you haven't watched Young Blood, go check it out. Great movie. Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze do a very good job. Um, all right. So we have two segments that I want to get into. One is there has already been a fantasy hockey mock draft on NHL.com. And we're also going to be talking about the 15 greatest team captains in NHL history. So the 15 greatest team captains, it's a little outdated. It is from 2012, but I think it's a pretty valid list. Um, obviously, you can still th you could throw in some captains like Sidney Crosby, Jonathan Taze, Nick, uh, Nicholas Lidstrom, those guys. Um, but according to this list, it's 15 is Scott Stevens from the New Jersey Devils. Um, he played nine All-Star games and... Won the Conn Smythe in 2000. He also never had he never had a negative plus minus as a defenseman in 22 seasons. So he's a great physical defenseman. Uh, good to see a devil on this list. <laughs> um, then we've got at 14 Jerome Aginla from the Calgary Flames. Uh, he has he's definitely one of the best players to ever play for the Flames. Um, 
He's also the franchise's all-time leader in goals and points. So, yeah, you can't really get much better than that. Um, <clears throat> we have at 13, Daniel Alfredson from the Ottawa Senators. Number 12 is Bobby Clark from the Philadelphia Flyers. Number 11 is Dennis Potvin from the New York. Number 10 is Matt's... Uh, Sundin or Sundin, Sundin. I, you guys know already. I struggle with names sometimes. Matt Sundin from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, number nine is Pierre Pilote or Pilote. I could be saying that wrong too. Um, from the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, number eight is George George Armstrong from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Number seven is Ray Bork from the. Boston Bruins, number six, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, uh, when he was he was captain with the Oilers and the Kings. Number five, Steve Yeiserman, or Yeiserman, one of those two ways is how is how you say his name from the Detroit Red Red Wings. Four, Mario Lemieux. Three, Joe uh, Mark Messier, and one. Uh, Jean Bolivier. So I think it's a pretty fair list. Um, Bolivier is definitely the one of the best captains to ever play the sport of hockey. Um, he was just a fantastic guy and literally helped uh, Montreal Montreal win five Stanley Cups. So I think that's a uh, fair assumption to keep him at number one. Um, Mark Messier definitely the. Um, Helped every team that he played for in the Oilers, Rangers, and Canucks. So he uh, has definitely been a very influential uh, captain uh, over the years of his career. Uh, Joe Sakic definitely was uh, one of the better, uh, was also a fantastic captain as well. Um, I mean, he helped, he helped win championships and he was a, well-respected guy. Um, <clears throat> then, obviously, Mario Lemieux, um, you know, one of the best players to play in the NHL and was just a great player for uh, Pittsburgh. So that is the list of the 15 greatest team captains, according to Bleacher Report. I think it's a pretty good list. Uh, I, I, I agree with with most of these moves or not moves, most of these uh, players on these lists and where they're ranked. So I don't really have any issues with that. So now going into the final topic of today, which is uh, NHL.com did a fantasy mock draft. So pretty much as the season goes on, um, I'll be talking about the different fantasy um players that you may or may not want to um, pick up. If you play fantasy hockey, if you don't, then you just get to hear about me talk about uh, some players that are having some pretty good seasons or will be good to pick up off of the waiver wire if they are available in said league. So, um, round one, we'll go through we'll go through the first uh, two or three rounds and leave it at that because this is a hefty mock draft of. 16 rounds, which I'm not going to go through all 16, 16 rounds, 
But so obviously, who we all know who's going number one, Connor McDavid. Uh, I think that's across every single draft board. If you have the number one overall pick, you're picking Connor McDavid. That is just an absolute fact. Um, no issues with that at all. Number two, Leon Dreisaitl also pretty fair to assume that. I mean, you may, you may, you could take Austin Matthews maybe at that two spot, but Dreisaitl, uh, is McDavid and Dreisaitl going one and two is, is pretty, uh, fair to assume. Uh, Camel Carr at three. Also, the top four is, I, I don't really expect anything else, anything less than that. Because uh, top four is McDavid, Drysaddle, McCarr, and Matthews. Uh, I really, I don't think that you can really go wrong with any of those four guys. Uh, obviously, McDavid's the unanimous number one. And then, honestly, from two, I'd say Drysaddle's a very good option. Austin Matthews would be as well. And so would Kel McCarr, because Kel McCarr puts up a hell of a lot of points. So, uh, five, six, and seven is uh, Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov. At uh, five, six is Nathan McKinnon. Seven, Igor Shesterkin. Um, so they have Igor at seven and Vasilevsky at eight. I'd want to say I trust Vasilevsky a little bit more just because you do not know how well of a season Igor is going to have next year. But I think it can be the first two taken off the board. Um I still kind of think you have a little bit more over McKinnon. Uh, I think I think McKinnon you can put at at five, but uh, Kaprizov is that is a fantastic left winger for Minnesota. I just think McKinnon uh, might be a little bit better, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> um, so then nine, ten, and eleven is Miko Rantanen, Nikita Kucherov. And Jonathan Huberto. So, as I said before, um, Rantanen, great winger. Uh, didn't really have the, you know, a super breakout season, but not necessarily breakout, but like a super consistent season. Um, but he's still, he's always, you know, big, big body, can really fucking whip that puck and he uh he's a good winger so I agree with that nine uh Kucherov ah he's he's good he's a good don't get me wrong he's a great player but it's just his injury history is it's not easy um you know he usually he's always he's always always goes down for a decent amount of time so I think I'd pick Huberto over him for now and the, the final final pick in the, the first round, uh, pick number 12, was Matthew Kachuk. Uh, that one, you know, it's ve- it's very good, but it's uh, yeah, I don't really know how he's going to perform in his new system in Florida. But we shall see what happens with those 12 picks. And... Round uh, as well. We're not going to be. We're not going to dive into three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, here's what we'll do, though. I'll dive into those rounds next week. How about that? Does that work for everybody? 
I'll do that. I think that'll I think that'll be a little bit better. So and it might be it might be maybe updated by then. So who knows? Okay, round two, thirteenth overall pick, Roman Yossi. Good pick. Can't go wrong with Roman Yossi. Um, maybe should have won the Norris last year, but he had a fantastic year for Nashville, and Nashville I think is is on the rise. So I think he uh, he might have another uh, very solid season ahead of him. Alexander Bark- Barkov at 14. Uh, just got a new player in Matthew Kachuk, but lost in Jonathan Huberto. So it'll be interesting to see how they, they line up together and how they play. Uh, Mitch Marner at 15. Um, can't go wrong with that, really. Uh, Marner's a, a good speedy winger. Uh, scores a lot of goals, uh, but really benefits from playing with Austin Matthews. So, I think uh, I think it's a, a very solid pick at fifteen. Uh, now at sixteen is Victor Hedman. As I said about Roman Yossi, good consistent defender, um, and you know he scores a shitload of fucking. Clappers from the fucking blue line So he's got one of the most powerful shots In the NHL and it shows um, Pretty Pretty solid pick um, At 16 uh, 17 and 18 I think these should be Because it's Kyle Connors at 17 Good consistent Winger for Winnipeg but 18 is Adam Fox I think Adam Fox might be A little bit better uh, Point wise you might get a little bit More out of him he's uh, always a part of the uh, Rangers offense and scores a lot of goals. And it's also, he's got a, he's got a wicked passing vision. So I, I think I might take him over Kyle Connor at that 17 spot. Uh, 19 and 20 is uh, Steven Samkos at 19. Uh, There's really not a lot of bad things you can say, say about Stamkos. Still great, consistent centerman in the league. There's a whole lot for Tampa. So, I got nothing wrong with that. Uh, Frederick Anderson is at 20. Um, had a very good year for Carolina last year. Unfortunately, he couldn't play in the playoffs due to an injury. Will be interesting. It will. Be- he plays next year. Um, they definitely, Carolina definitely up there, uh, got a little bit better on their blue line. So we'll see how he performs going into next season. And if any of these teams that I'm talking about make any other moves. Uh, before the season starts. So, Frederick Anderson is 20. 21 is Mika Zibanejad. Uh, good center for the Rangers. Well, uh, I think he'll be able to have another uh, fan- another great season. I mean, he had, did have a fantastic season, but he'll have a, he'll have, I think he'll have a good season next year. Uh, Brady Kachuk at 22. He will, uh, he will definitely... Be a lot better this year I think The additions of Claude Giroux and Alex to bring it to that team Is going to Help out So I think he will definitely Have a, a uh, Better season than he did last year And hopefully he won't get bit Shout out to Brandon Lemieux for biting him <laughs> um, 23 and 24 uh, These two players kind of speak for themselves In Crosby at 23, Ovechkin at 24 uh, Ovechkin 
we already know about fantastic goal scorer. Uh, they think he's going to score 50 goals uh, this up- upcoming year. And, um, yeah, so, and Crosby, great centerman, still does a whole lot for the, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but injuries have definitely hampered his play a little bit. So he might be one guy to kind of monitor over the next few, uh, few months before fantasy hockey really kicks off. And those are the first two rounds of this mock draft on. And as I said, next week we'll dive into some more of the rounds and, you know, kind of talk about them as we go further along in the NHL offseason. So that pretty much wraps things up. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all those platforms, and don't forget to follow Chop Sports Media. And that pretty much wraps everything up. So thank you all for listening, and I hope you all have a fantastic day. 